This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE Intellinews. Things are moving very fast in Central Asia at the moment. Uzbekistan is opening up following the death of former President Islam Karimov and could finally start to realize some of its economic potential. In Kyrgyzstan, they go to the polls this weekend in a rare example of democracy in action as the president will step aside as per the constitution. And the Chinese are everywhere, investing into their One Belt, One Road project that could transform the region I sat down with Durmat Otobayev, the former Prime Minister of Kyrgyzstan between 2014 and 2015, to talk about all these issues. So I'm here with uh, Durmat Otobayev, who's the former Prime Minister of Kyrgyzstan. Um, Durmat, maybe start with the big story in Central Asia at the moment. Um, Uzbekistan has a new president and the country seems to be opening up rapidly. There's a lot of activity. How do you see it developing from this time? Uzbekistan is... Uh very important, the key country for Central Asia, not because it's located just in the middle of Central Asia, but it's the most populous one, with 30 to 35 million people. Uh, during Soviet times, all infrastructure were uh, built around Uzbekistan, the roads, energy pipelines, etc. But uh, up to now, Uzbekistan wasn't really cooperated with regional cooperation. Uh, with others, uh, but now indeed a new president uh, is going to open the country. Uh, he made very clear statements that uh, cooperation with Central Asian country will be his uh, priority in uh, foreign policy, and he's doing really concrete steps. Mm-hmm. Just uh, this week, <coughs> Kyrgyz president paid a visit to Uzbekistan, and they was highly successful visit. So what does that mean in concrete terms? <coughs> Is it going to mean investment? I mean, clearly, Uzbekistan being by far the most populous country means a, a serious market. Are there the, the, the trade barriers such as they exist being taken away? Uh, first of all, uh, security situation will be significantly improved. For instance, border disputes will slowly disappearing with delimitation, demarcation of the border mm-hmm. is huge, huge question mark. So people actually living along the border from the same family, from the same tribes would be easily communicate with each other. So more and more border cross, right. uh, crossing points are opened. So the key is the security situation, hopefully. In Fergana Valley, the most populous yes. place in the world, uh, will be improving significantly. Next step would be uh, the activization of trade, uh, mutual trust, investments, Mm -hmm. uh, actually increasing of economic activity. And then uh, the the, the next step would be kind of regional cooperation of Central Asia. Hopefully Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan as two biggest economies would be uh, working closer to each other and Kyrgyz Republic will be as well. Finally, Central Asia maybe will be considered as more or less uh, a uniform region. Because, I mean, that's one of the ironies of the region, is that although it's a long way from anywhere else, um, it never integrated. Uh, in fact, the, the rivalries between 
the large personalities of the various presidents, uh, Karimov and, and Nazarbayev in particular, uh, have meant that there's been very little cooperation. And so a natural market that should be unified, it never Absolutely. came into being. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's much more attractive for investors to enter to the 70-plus million people rather than to five fragmented smaller states. So in that respect, I hope that regional cooperation will bring uh, more uh, kind of cooperation between the countries. And finally, some kind of market, common market could be established there with a lot of, with a much more investment uh, climate, quality of investment climate for all region. region. Talking about unified markets, um, Kyrgyzstan is a member of the Eurasia Economic Union, and I saw, I think one of your predecessors at the EBRD meeting gave a speech just after the agreement was signed, and he was actually quite frank about it. He said, look, all said and done, we would have preferred to join the European Union, but it's too far away, it's impractical, and all the countries around us are CIS countries. The Eurasia Economic Union makes sense, and we are interested in free trade agreements. But how is that working out? Because the EU doesn't seem to have been a big success. Uh, it just started uh, in 2015 and this time coincided with uh, big economic problems in Russia mm -hmm. related to the drop in commodities prices and uh, uh, devaluation of ruble, etc. So all this uh, trade uh, volumes dropped significantly uh, and uh, many people said that okay this is consequences of Kyrgyzstan of entering to the Economic Union. It was not this way because where two things uh, happened at the same time. Entrance and uh, economic crisis in Russia and Kazakhstan as well yeah. as commodity exporting countries. Uh, this year showed uh, significant improvement in all numbers from the low base, however, but things are picking up uh, and uh, I have a strong feeling that the, the things are, uh, will be moving in the right direction. So you think the membership is a net benefit? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. So, so we are interested in, in entering of the bigger market. Uh, with being a part of the bigger markets is better for investment climate, for, for potential investors, for jobs creations. But also a very important factor of the step is the rise of our migrant workers in Russia and Kazakhstan, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, we have uh, around one million uh, people. Uh, so remittances uh, from the Russian market yes, are significant. Yes, yes, yes. So the labor rights of our citizen work in Russia became equal with the labor rights of the citizen of those countries. Right. So it's, it's much easier for them to get employed, to get benefits, to have predictable career developments, mm -hmm. etc. So this is extremely important component of all this integration uh, step. And in terms of exports, do you have significant exports to Russia? Absolutely, yes. Our main export uh, markets are the Eurasian Economic uh, Union countries, right. namely Kazakhstan and uh, Russia. So almost all our exports go into these countries. And it's mainly what, agricultural products? It's, yes, it's a uh, few, few elements of it. It's uh, 
It's agriculture, it's transit trade, uh, it's Chinese goods, it's uh, tourism, it's export of s s services, it's and many other things, uh, uh, small things uh, which produce in Kyrgyzstan, and because, because we have cheaper labor uh, uh, labor uh, cost, uh, cheaper electricity, reasonable logistic infrastructure. Uh, our producers can send to those bigger markets a lot of goods. Um, and I want to talk about China because I think that's the other big story in Central Asia. However, before I do, I just wanted to ask you, you've got elections coming up uh, next yes. week. For yes, the president. correct, yes. And Kyrgyzstan has been named the only true democracy in Central Asia. You, you had two revolutions where <laughs> presidents were ousted, but the significance of this election is the president is stepping aside as the constitution demands and cannot run again, although there seems to have been some, some games uh, going on. But isn't, is this the boast you can be proud of, that it's a true democracy, but a young one, maybe? Is the best uh, yes, our people uh, decided that we're going to leave a democratic society based on the bad cases of two previous ones. So we had uh, elections indeed were very crucial ones, where uh, president who was in power for six years stepping out, and it is real competition now in an election process. But it hasn't been pretty. I mean, the opposition has been trying no, to No, it's fine. not pretty. It's uh, so it's it's, it's it's obvious that in this early stage of democracies, uh, uh, things will not be ideal or. Or, or normal, there are many things which are ugly yes. in, 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 in campaigning and uh, with dirty tricks, with uh, false information, whatever. Fake it's not news. pleasantly, uh, how say it, we are not pleasantly uh, surprised, we are not surprised, but we are not pleased with what happened. Mm -hmm. But the elections will fix the constitution and it makes it very difficult then for anyone to change it. And that's, uh, I hope so. So the, the, the other big uh, dynamic going on in Central Asia is the Belt and Road project, um, which now seems to be picking up significant momentum, and we're seeing Chinese investors being increasingly active in all of the countries of the region. Um, surely, my impression is that Kyrgyzstan has some extent done also this turn to the east, that the Chinese relations are becoming increasingly important simply because they're bringing real significant investment, particularly into infrastructure, which is all an economic multiplier. Is that the case? Uh, first of all, our bilateral relationships with China is very good. So mainly we... It's, it's just across the border, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. We be we, we, together building the two highways to mm. China. Now the railroad um, connection also under discussions, uh, connecting China and Uzbekistan via Kyrgyzstan. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of infrastructure, energy project, uh, for instance, uh, in uh, uh, transmission pipelines, whatever. Uh, so things are moving well, but Chinese making it based on the sovereign guarantees. Right. So it's not uh, for free or. They're providing some grants, but main amount to coming to us based on our uh, sovereign guarantees to infrastructure. But it's very important that uh, the, 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 the money are quite cheap, yeah. which they're providing to us. Uh, but Belt and Road is something else. 
Belt and Road is not arithmetic sum of bilateral projects which China maintaining with all countries in the region. It's something bigger, some, something more qualitatively different. And uh, I am spending more of my time with China currently trying to explain them and to listen their plans and to challenges which they would face when they will enter this market a big way, big international way. What kind of challenges and uh, uh, potential problems they would have by, by entering to these territories. Nice. Uh, so it will be bigger than simply uh, hard power making tunnels, roads or pipelines. Yeah. They should come in with soft power, with their cultural, educational, scientific, exchange, youth, sport. So uh, Kyrgyzstan is intending to take a big step towards um, cultural um, closeness to Chinese? No, Chinese, uh, one belt, one road is uh, the, the, the way how China wants to go big internationally. Mm. Again, not only applying hard power, building roads mm. or infrastructure, mm. but also being physically in the country as a, as a, as a big power, mm -hmm. especially with uh, private investors. Uh, so private investors should understand what they are doing and which country, what kind of legislation, what mm -hmm. kind of local customs people and institutions mm -hmm. having, not uh, making their steps as an elephant to the porcelain shops. Right. And basically the main, main uh, principle should be demand-driven investments, not supply-driven investments. Right. Yeah? Uh, and here we have some delicate, delicate balance that the investments they are more visibility in those countries, not only Kyrgyzstan, in other uh, other countries of Belt and Road, uh, should be very well balanced. It should not bring opposite results. So, in concrete terms, how how do you see this manifesting? Is it going to be in Chinese shops or? construction companies? No, not really. No, it, it should be hard power. They should bring, they could bring uh, investments, money and uh, really improve mm -hmm. economic activity through improvement of infrastructure. But it's not only infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, Chinese cannot just build road and disappear. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what they want to harmonize relationship with this uh, one belt, one road. Mm -hmm. It will not be one dimensional picture it should be multi-dimensional picture. And, and won't this also be beneficial for the regional integration? Yeah, I would say so, yes, because uh, actually One Belt, One Road is not a combination of bilateral projects. Mm. It is multilateral, regional approach, especially the Central Asian market as itself is quite small, 70 yeah. million people. So uh, definitely if it will be uh, kind of energy corridors, if it will be uh, transport corridors, it would link not single country but all region. Yes. So China wanted to see Central Asia as a, a uniform uh, customer. So Doesn't that help by giving you <coughs> all the countries in the region a framework then to work within because you have a common interest? Uh, so in first we have to put our own house in order. Right. Uh, so to uh, to co communicate and cooperate between ourselves without really push mm. from a anywhere. So we have to sort things out ourselves. I, I hope it will happen. 
rather sooner than later, and later with unify common position to look for the third body communication cooperation. With China. With China, with uh, any other power, let's say India might be interesting, uh, Russia as a part of Eurasian Economic Union. It's important country for us. It all sounds very optimistic. It could be the start of a sort of golden era following uh, transition. Yeah, so far we have some good news <laughs> from inside the Central Asia, especially with Uzbekistan willing to cooperate. But it's early days. Uh, Kazakhstan has a very modern economy. Uh, so first we have to get together, right. right, without any political, political matters and issues. And then uh, a good thing about Central Asia is that it's just situated uh, exactly in between of three BRIC countries, India, China and Russia, which could kind of be transit point. And if you remember old Silk Road, uh, Central Asia blossomed and prospered, namely because it was transit region between India, China and Europe yes. uh, and uh, to be transit area and to benefit out of the different uh, transit opportunities. This is, will be another uh, big uh, shot, another big hope for the region because we are um, landlocked, some of our countries double landlocked and it's very difficult to uh, make business in landlocked countries. Yes, well, I wish you all the best. I'm Thank you. I also. I also.